0: Hi, and welcome into the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast, where you better not be late because we tee off on time every time. If you're one minute late, we're going to leave you. That's what balls in the air means, folks. And this is season one, episode one. I'm really thrilled to bring you this podcast. We're based in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the golf capital of the world. And we're going to get to uh, all kinds of things throughout this podcast and uh, we're going to be obviously talking about uh, coming here and playing some golf in Myrtle Beach. Uh, there's a lot of things that uh, us locals know that maybe you don't know. And I've been living here for the last couple of years. I grew up in South Carolina. It's nice to be back in a part of the world where we put sugar in our tea when it's hot. <laughs> yeah, Folks, we call that sweet tea. When you come down, you better make sure you have some of that sweet tea. But when you come and play golf here, uh, you can find out all sorts of things over at PlayGolfMyrtleBeach.com about booking your trip and that sort of stuff, but it's sort of like going to visit Disney World. There's all sorts of little secret menus, little places that uh, you can only find out from us locals, and that's one of the things I'm going to try to do here on the uh, Charlie Romer Balls in the Air podcast, nice place to hang out. Uh, when you get finished playing golf, some places that the locals know about that maybe you've got to work at a little bit to uh, get there. Um, Talk about some great scenery, some great food, and of course there's plenty to drink. Nobody goes thirsty down here in Myrtle Beach. We're going to make sure we have a lot of fun throughout this uh, podcast. We're uh, obviously going to have a lot of interviews. Um, We're going to have quite a few bloopers. Very excited about the uh, new Charlie Romer Golf Show. Uh, Coming to uh, TV in April. And uh, believe me, um, I've already been shooting that show a good bit, and there's plenty of bloopers. Uh, There'll be a lot of, but uh, that's sort of the the fun stuff. And we'll also have a lot of expanded content from the TV show here on the uh, podcast. On TV, you're limited in the real estate that you have uh, here on the podcast we can uh, dig a little bit deeper. Uh, we're unlimited in the amount of real estate that, that we have. And you know, one of, one of the things I've always wanted to do, too, is uh, as a kid growing up near Charlotte, North Carolina, just into the South Carolina side, I was a big fan of John Boy and Billy. I'd listen to that radio show every day going to school, and uh, they were always doing fake calls and gags, that sort of stuff. And that's one of the things that I'm going to try to get into here on the podcast, and that, don't don't you think it'd be fun to call up Marion and see what uh, what kind of special they got for the weekend? I think that'd be pretty interesting, and uh, we're going to give that a shot. We're also going to uh, uh, have some serious discussions as well. We're going to get into uh, uh, trends in the golf industry. We're going to be talking to industry professionals, both in front and behind the camera. And let's not forget about, uh, excuse me, the counter. Let's not forget about our superintendents, all the things that go on behind the counter in, in the world of golf that let us enjoy getting out and play in a great golf course. A lot of things that we take for granted. And uh, by talking to some superintendents, we'll be able to uh, shine a light on some of that. I'm a PGA professional, proud PGA member, one of the 29,000. We'll also be talking about some issues that are important to my profession as well. And uh, we'll get into some golf tips. We'll have some instruction a lot of golf lifestyle uh, type issues we'll dig into. And uh, basically, folks, this is my show. It's a Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast. That means that I can talk about whatever I want to talk about, right? That's why you have your own podcast. So, uh, things that I find interesting, I hope you'll find interesting as well. That makes me a little nervous. And working in, uh, on the new TV show and then this uh, new podcast, it's like um, I've been cooking up this big pot of chili, and, and I got it exactly the way I want it. I got it spicy. I got a lot of salt in there. I got some exotic peppers. I really like the way that chili tastes to me, but now all the people are on the way over to the house, and I'm a little worried. Are you going to like it too? I hope so. I think you will. And I'm uh, sure looking forward to uh, this season and beyond on the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast. Right now, we're going to go to a a little break. Stick with us. When we come back, we're going to talk about some goals for this new year, 2021. If you're anything like me, you want 2020 to be gone. Be gone with you, 2020. We're in 2021, new year. We're going to talk about goals. Stick with us right here on the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast. Charlie Reimer. Balls in the air podcast. I'm your host Charlie Reimer and now is uh, maybe my most unfavorite time of every year as uh, we start a new year here in 2021. It's time to talk about goals and goal setting. For me that's always uh, been something that one way or the other relates to the scale. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I actually had, had one year, January 1st, I was already off my diet by noon on January 1st. It's not my superpower, let me tell you what. But this year, you know what, it might just be a little bit different. And the way, the way I want to break down goals is I is want to talk about some some goals that I have. Uh, I want to talk about some goals that uh, new golfers, I think, maybe should have. And then maybe uh, some uh, goals that avid golfers should have as well. So with this being my show and all, uh, let's go ahead and start with me. I mean, that's only fair, I think. And uh, I, I, I do need to do some work on the scale. I plan on doing that. But one of the things I've noticed, I'm 53 years old now, Things don't quite move like they used to, even five years ago. I, I notice when I go and 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 do a little work on a track man, I, I had clubhead speed 118, 120 just four or five years ago. And these days I'm I'm lucky if I crack 110. And I, I think some of that's natural and some of the is the fact that I just need to do a little bit of work. And so one of the things I'm gonna do this year, and I'm gonna bring our listeners along for the journey, is I'm gonna work with a good buddy of mine, uh he is a longtime PGA professional out of Greensboro, Rick Murphy. In fact, Rick just got uh, uh, put into the uh, Carolinas PGA Section Hall of Fame. He served as our president, the Carolinas Section, and uh, ran for national office a couple times. Ran some great campaigns. Just got nipped there at the very end by some some uh, other uh, candidates that were really really good but rick is uh, one of these guys that uh, he's 58 and he's in great shape one of these guys you see him i'm like really jealous of rick and and uh, but he you know he he earned it he's done the work and he he's got a program called connects it and i'm actually going to get rick to put me through this program it's really cool that Uh, is a program you can put it on your phone, your iPad, your computer. And uh, he's actually going to come into the studio here uh, at Barefoot at Myrtle Beach, and he's going to do an evaluation of me. And uh, that program, after the evaluation, is going to give me some workouts. It seems like something I can do. It's 15 minutes, three times a week, and uh, it's going to start slow for me because the main thing I'm looking to do is to increase my flexibility, my mobility, and my stability and uh, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to spending some time with Rick over the course of this year. I, I know I'm going to learn a lot, some work I need to do, and I know for a lot of our listeners, it's work that you need to do as well. The other thing I'm going to be doing is spending some time with a new Myrtle Beach resident, Sean the Beast Fister. Sean is a three-time World Long Drive champion. He's a great friend of mine. Played a lot of golf with Sean and done a lot of outings with him over the year. Uh, He is quite the character, but very, very knowledgeable. He doesn't look very smart, but believe me, folks, he is smart. And uh, back in my days at ESPN, one of the highlights I had was calling his uh, third World Long Drive Championship out at Mesquite, Nevada. It was at night, the grid was lit up, and the Beast hit his last ball in the grid and won that third title. And uh, I was really thrilled that I had the chance to go in and do the winner's interview while he was still raw and emotional. and uh, uh, But Sean is here, and uh, he's doing some work down at the Dustin Johnson Golf School, which is in Merle's Inlet. And I'm going to work with uh, Sean on um, getting a little strength back. I, I had, uh, in 2020, middle of the year, I had a tough go with COVID-19 I was actually hospitalized. And and uh, real fortunate uh, to come out of that hospital. A lot of great folks uh, at that hospital took good care of me. So I'm, I'm uh, really happy to be here uh, for a lot of reasons, but um, I, I still haven't quite gained my strength back. And I am to be spending some time with Sean down there at that facility. And you're, you're gonna like hearing from Sean, believe me. And then, and then my third goal is over the years, I've lost a lot of confidence with my driver. And we talk about how important putting is, pitching, all the aspects of golf. Driver is the most important club in the bag, and um, that comes from uh, Mr. Nicholas himself. I've heard him talk about that a lot, and I've lost some confidence with that driver. So. Alan Terrell is the uh, PGA professional that uh, runs the uh, Dustin Johnson Golf School for uh, Dustin, also runs his foundation. Alan is an amazing teacher, has been with uh, Dustin a long time, and of course, one of the masters in 2020 uh, for Dustin, what uh, was uh, sort of the the uh, uh, cherry on the top of, of 2020 for Team Dustin Johnson. And so I'll be spending a little bit of time with Alan, and he's got all the bells and whistles down there, and so... We'll we'll uh, bring uh, you our listeners inside that process as well. Now then, on to you. Uh, I, I I'm so excited, and that one of the silver linings for 2020 is that um, COVID-19 had people reevaluating a lot of things that they do in their life. And one of the things that people realize is there's this thing called golf. And I drive by it every day or I walk by it every day. Let me go out and see what that's all about. And so as a result, we have a lot of new golfers in the game. And and I love that. And and we, I'm seeing more and more golfers out walking. They're with their families. They, they haven't played much golf. But uh, they're, they're into the game now. they fall in love with it. And so I think I've got some goals that, that might be interesting uh, to, to new golfers. First and foremost equipment is something that's is real challenging. You know, when you go out to the golf course and you haven't played, you, you, you want to have some equipment, you want to look cool, but if you start getting the stuff that looks really cool, you, you better be rich because <laughs> starting from scratch and putting together 14 clubs with a bag and all the gear. Boy, that gets a little tough. So I think for our new golfers, let, let's, let's get that golf bag in the order and and maybe look at finding some used equipment. No matter where you live, you you can find someone that will help you put a set of clubs together that will work for you. You don't need the latest and greatest, especially when you're first starting out. There's plenty of time to move up um, later. And and a lot of times you'll see that there's there's really nice secondary market and used clubs. You can get something and, and use it for a year or two and you move up. You can still sell those secondhand clubs and get a little bit of value back. But you, you got to make sure that the set that you have in your bag makes sense for you and, it, and it's put together well. And And I'll just give you an example. Uh, as a new golfer, a lot of times you look in a bag and you see a pitching wedge and a sandwich and you think, oh, this looks nice. I'll throw this in there. This looks nice. I'll throw it in there. Well and again, without getting too technical, if you're using a pitching wedge out of one set and it has 45 degrees of loft on it, and you're using a sand wedge from another set and it has a 56 degrees loft on it or 60 degrees loft on it, you're going to have this huge gap in how far you hit those golf balls because one degree in loft roughly equates to four degrees in distance. So from 45... To 56, that's 11 degrees. 11 times 4 is 44. You, you're gonna have a hard time getting good touch when you got a 44 yard gap between those two clubs. So you, you typically wanna have those gaps be about 15 yards. And what I'm telling you, I know it's a little bit confusing, is invest a little bit of time, make it a goal, invest a little bit of time with, with a professional, a PGA professional near you who, who can help you get in a set of clubs that's inexpensive and works, and will have some value down the road when you decide to trade that in and upgrade. And and one more thing for our new golfers, the way you look when you go to a golf course, I I know that's a big deal. Nobody wants to be embarrassed when they go to a golf course. But at the same time, you can't go buy a whole new closet full of clothes. Um, There's a lot of really cool things in golf that you can wear in other places. I, I wear shoes that look great with blue jeans, or at least I think they look great with blue jeans. You know, golf shirts you can get away wearing different places shorts that sort of stuff uh, a nice rain jacket if you're going to play much golf because if you go to a golf course let's say you're new and you're playing on the weekends you come here to Myrtle Beach and you've come from a long ways away you paid a lot of money to get here you want to make sure you can finish around without getting miserable if you get a little bit of rain so find a nice jacket that looks good on the golf course and away from the golf course and, and then you can sort of justify the cost of that apparel you don't have to get all the latest and greatest, just find things that work and will work with things other than golf so you can justify For our avid golfers, I, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into equipment. There's so much good equipment out there and it's very, very confusing. There's a lot of great manufacturers that have a lot of good stuff. The key is, is finding a PGA professional who can help you get fit in terms of finding those clubs that work for you. So many times people have a big ego when it comes to golf equipment. They, they, they want to have the, the X shaft. Uh, they want to have a heavier shaft because they've read somewhere where Dustin Johnson plays this or Bryson DeChambeau plays that. Why in the hell would you want to play the same equipment that Dustin Johnson plays? I don't get it. It's not going to work for you. Anything that works for him, it ain't going to work for you. Find something that works for you. I'll give you a great example. Throughout my playing career, I always played Dynamic Gold X100 shaft. Weighs 130 grams. It's a very popular shaft out on the PGA Tour still to this day. I'm way too old at 53 to to swing a shaft that's that stiff and that heavy. And, and the weight of the shaft in your irons is very significant. I play a shaft now that's 110 grams. That's a lot lighter than anything I ever played. But you know what? It's more comfortable for me. I also came down to an S-flex instead of an X-flex. And it makes golf a lot more fun for me, knowing that I don't have to go out and try and swing as hard as Dustin Johnson does to make my equipment fly the way I want it to fly. And uh, along with looking at some lighter shafts, this time of year, if you're not playing a lot of golf, get your clubs re-gripped. They will feel like they are brand spanking new. And and you'd be surprised to know how much work PGA Tour players put into their grips. I cleaned my grips. Well, that's not really true. I had my caddy clean my grips before every round. I was really picky with that, with how I did that. I had to use a stolen towel from a cheap motel uh, because they're the best ones to clean your grips with the fancy hotels, they don't like it when you steal the towels. I think the cheap hotels sort of expect it, but the the fluffy ones they they just don't they don't get it done. And plus, it's hard to get them all packed in your luggage and everything, you know, because they pop up. The cheap ones you can steal those no problem. <laughs> but clean your grips, get new grips. You you'll be surprised at how much better your equipment feels when you do that. And finally, um, I. I this is a pretty cool goal because I think everyone that's in golf loves it and we love it for different reasons and we sort of get stuck in the way we do things. Invite someone new to play golf. That's a great way to make a new friend. You know, if you play the same group of folks all the time, they're probably getting tired of playing with you too. You're probably pretty smart to find somebody else new. But find somebody who maybe plays a little golf. Heck, maybe they can be a new golfer. But invite them to, to, to play this game. You'll be doing them a great favor. You'll you'll be making a um, if it's already a friend you'll you'll deepen your friendship, and if not, you'll make a new friend. And then, uh, last goal for an avid golfer: play play a golf golf course that you have never played before. So many people they get get stuck they play the same golf course all the time. Play a golf course that you've never played before. You'll be challenged in a different way, and and if you're um, a lot of times folks play a lot of golf, play the same course all the time, get a little stale, and, and um, um, just, just get in the car, drive somewhere, play another one. Here in Myrtle Beach, we got plenty for you to choose from. I'm not necessarily saying that because of that, but it works with the show, right? <laughs> but that, that, that's one of the things about golf is you don't have to do it the same way every time. And I think if you do those things that uh, you'll get a lot more enjoyment out of this great game. So there you have it, folks. There's the goals for me, for new golfers, and for avid golfers. I hope that uh, you try some of these. If you do, I guarantee you it'll help you get more enjoyment out of the game. Well, stick with us. We're going to be back in just a moment here on the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast. Uh, coming up next is story time with Charlie. That's me, Charlie Reimer. Thanks to the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast. Back on the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Reimer. And check out this sound, folks. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I want to hear. That's the sound of 2020 going down the drain, man. 2020. I don't know if I can say this or not, but 2020, you can kiss my ass. How about that, folks? (laughs) I know a lot of you feel the same way. Silver linings in there too, but uh, I'm so happy that it's it's 2021. I I, um, just really ready to get our country back into normal footing and and I know uh, so many people are as well and uh, one of the things in uh, thinking back um, in in my career that that I really enjoyed was uh, the old PGA Tour School. I enjoy it I, I guess I enjoyed it when I got through it. The last time I went to it I'm one of the people that that missed retaining my tour card by a shot. Believe me that was a long seven hour drive home with a my wife Carol, our oldest son Charlie, and uh, youngest son Hayden on the way uh, after missing, uh, uh, retaining my PGA Tour card by by a single stroke. But that Q school uh, was a nice way for players coming right out of college to earn their way directly to the PGA Tour or PGA Tour players that had a bad year or a couple of years, um, they were able to get right back in uh, to, to being a PGA Tour member. And now the system of getting the PGA Tour, uh, like everything else, is a little fouled up with the pandemic. But, but because of business reasons, we have a wraparound schedule. We have a qualifying school that goes to the, the Corn Ferry Tour. And so you really can't just go right to the PGA Tour. You can't start your season. Uh, the first week in January, it's, we're starting, we, we end the old season sometime in October and the next season ends or begins uh, uh, 72 hours later. It just doesn't feel like you, you have a sense of newness to the year. But uh, back when I earned my tour card, uh, that, that happened in late November and into early December and, and had about four weeks to celebrate and of course, get ready. And my first event as a rookie on the PGA Tour came at uh, the Sony Open at Wildlife Country Club in, in in Honolulu. And it was just so cool. It was just like everything was fresh and new. It was a new season. It was a calendar season. Everything just lined up and worked. And and there's just something new about uh, and fun about getting a new golf bag, getting your equipment refreshed. Uh, if you're fortunate enough to to uh, uh, be, be with an apparel company getting in boxes of new stuff, and that, that was still one of the things I can't believe that uh, somebody actually paid me to wear their apparel. It's a great country, ain't it, folks? Um, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe that. I, I got uh, actually a deal with uh, Nicholas Apparel uh, to, to wear their clothing as a rookie on a PGA Tour. They paid me $10,000. That's right, $10,000, and uh, David Duvall was was a really good buddy of mine. We'd been teammates at Georgia Tech and played on uh, what at the time was a Nike tour. Now it's a Corn Ferry tour. And David was uh, a guy that I always knew was going to get to the top of the game. And a great example of that is I was uh, telling him about the new deal and the apparel I've got. Nicholas Apparel and, and David very stoically looked at me and he said, well, I'm, I'm happy for you, but I would never wear apparel that has another player's name on it. He was a rookie on the PGA Tour when he said that. And it gives you a pretty good idea of, of um, how big David Duval thought coming right out of the gates. But back, back to that first tournament, it was uh, sponsored uh, in part by uh, United Airlines, Mike. My- I'd have been fully sponsored. In fact, I believe that's the case. That's before Sony came over to be the sponsor. But uh, that, that meant I could take my caddy, my wife. We could fly first class. Yeah, first class to Hawaii. That's the only way to go to Hawaii. And we got this huge discount. It was like $700 for three first class tickets to Hawaii. And you know, what a great trip. And, and of course, I got in there on Sunday. Going to get in my two days of practice at Pro-Am for the tournament. Started on Thursday. Had a nice place for us to stay. and. In um, in Honolulu, nice high rise with a great view and all that sort of stuff, and just everything just seemed so fresh and new. And um, the practice rounds went well. I was actually playing pretty well. I made the cut, which was uh, uh, which was a little bit of a shocker to my wife. She's like, "You mean we come out here first class in Hawaii and and actually make money doing it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, and this is great." It's a great country, a great life when you're playing good, I can tell you that, but the thing that I remember most about that year was uh, getting paired with Jim Furick. and it was Jim's second year, we played some college golf together, we played some on the Nike tour together, and and uh, so I get paired with Jim, he hadn't won yet on tour, and we teed off the first hole there at Wiley, short par four, and uh, I... I uh, now, when you see people play, and, you know, a lot of the younger guys will try and drive it. And I guess downwind back in the day, you might try and drive it. But I hit something out there in a the fairway, you know, probably an old school one iron and wedged it up about six feet, made it for birdie. And Furick missed a fairway over there, chopped it up on the fringe, two putted for par. So in my PGA Tour career, one hole in the books, I'm one up on Jim Furick. Yeah, how about that? And, and ever since then, has completely flip-flopped. <laughs> hey, Jim is uh, top five all-time moneyless on a PGA Tour now. I mean, he's just made a ton of money. And, uh, you know, I was I was one up on him there for one hole. I'm sure I three-putted 11, and he probably didn't. And and he's been beating my brains out ever since. But it's funny how you remember things like that, and, and I recently ran into Jim Furyk, and it's one of the reasons I want to tell this story, is Jim Furyk and his wife, Tabitha, they're two of the, the best folks you'll ever know, and, and that's regardless of how much money that uh, Jim has made, how much fame that he's obtained. Jim is uh, very involved in, in their home community down there in, in, in Ponte and and uh, their foundation has done a lot of great stuff to help a lot of folks in the area. Jim later this year is going to have his name on a uh, PGA Tour Champions event that's in the Jacksonville area. He's very excited about that. But I'm just telling you that Jim Furyk, no matter what he had done in life, would have been the same person as the Jim Furyk that you see now winning millions and millions of dollars on a PGA Tour uh, and, and whipping up on the guys on the Champions Tour as well, and obviously with Captain Season, Ryder Cup, President's Cup, and all of that, he's going to be relevant for a long time. Very well thought of among, uh, among his peers, but uh, that was my best fresh start, and uh, what a great place to do it there at YLI Country Club in, in Honolulu. Well, folks, we're going to go ahead and wrap up uh, our first episode of the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast. I appreciate you joining us. Uh, I'd like for you to stick around. We're going to uh, be taking this podcast in a lot of different directions, and um, we covered that at the top of the show. We're going to have some guest uh, host in as well, and uh, we're going to be bringing you uh, our perspective on the world of golf from uh, right here in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, the golf capital of the world. We really appreciate you joining us and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Charlie Reimer. Join us next time on the Charlie Reimer Balls in the Air podcast. And don't be late. We tee off on time every time right here on Balls in the Air.